What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of From the Panther Pit. Once again, this is sports editor Ben Barkley sitting here with the amazing staff writer and Daniel Stackhouse. Daniel, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. It's Halloween. Uh, and yes. It's kind of a time where we're ending most of the fall sports and heading into the winter sports. Exciting time. Exciting time. And of course, Halloween. You going trick-or-treating, Daniel? No. Now you've aged <laughs> out of that. And same here, you know, I'll just be handing out candy probably the little kids i'll be sitting out hoping some kids come this year <laughs> <laughs> but uh, enough of the halloween talk let's get into some sports stockhouse i'm gonna let you discuss some cheer yes yeah, so i've talked to coach mcnally a few times these past few weeks and the biggest problem they've had is injuries like they she said one when one person gets healthy another person gets injured again she said, and to quote her it's kind of like a rotating door that being said, they haven't placed they haven't placed below fourth yet during the season, and that includes a victory at the Macintosh cheer cheer competition. I think we talked about earlier this month, and it's kind of interesting of, that she thinks that they're going to be pretty healthy by the time they got by the time they compete in region next week. But then again, they were kind of battered last week, where they to the point where they dropped out of Northgate last last week. So it's interesting to see how that health issue is. And I actually talked to Coach McNally, and she gives, she elaborates on the situation. So here's that. We're working super, super hard. Um, and we're looking good. We're, we're tweaking and, um, and just refining and really just looking toward state. I mean that's that's our that's our goal at the moment is um, doing everything that we can do to get ready for state. So um, that's been our main focus. And um, I said minus injuries, but yeah. it's, it's hard to, to not talk about the injuries because that's just been the, the hardest. It's been our our obstacle. So um, working around that part, um, just trying to refine everything and um, clean and. Um, just do the best that we can to to prepare for state and you know get ready for the couple competitions that we have left before that. And how'd you guys do at Ola? We got fourth. Yeah, we got fourth at Ola. And now just just tell me about the whole about the injury bug. Just explain everything that's been going um, on over there. So we um, we have. We have, as soon as we get um, we get some girls healthy, then we've had we just it's kind of like a rotating door. So then um, the most recent injury, um, it's not a severe injury, but she she was out for a week, and the timing was terrible because that was um, that was Northgate, and she hurt herself um, during a tumbling pass. So um, she should be back this week, and we should be full force and ready to compete, knock on wood, um, this weekend at Putnam County. Um, so we're just really hoping to keep everybody healthy and good for these last three competitions. So we have Putnam County, Region, and State left. So how do you, how do you feel going into those? I feel good. I'm scared to say that, but I feel good. I feel like the girls are really, really working hard um, and we're just trying to just keep what we have, keep the girls healthy, and um, and just just keep everything together. Um, not doing anything. 
crazy, just trying to keep everything calm and collected um, with, with who we have and what we have. So I talked to her and it looked and it seems like that things are maybe coming together at the right time, but we'll mm -hmm. have to see. Yeah, so like you said, regions next week for them. And uh, do you know that location yet, or it? I'm pretty sure it's at Putnam County. Putnam like, County. Um, they are going to compete there this weekend. Oh yeah, there it is. But they'll be going back again next week for region. Ah, and then uh, I know state is somewhat right around the corner, I believe. So you know, cheer season's rapidly coming to a close. If you haven't gotten to see them cheer and yell and root on our Panthers, make sure you come out. They'd appreciate that. So off of cheer now into some cross country. So um, I don't know if we talked about region on this podcast yet, but if we haven't, I'll reiterate. Um, boys won again. They beat up McIntosh, which McIntosh is a little weaker than they were before. And um, and our girls got second place because their girls, McIntosh's girls team is got amazing. And um, they got state tomorrow over at Carrollton. And it's a, it's a big-time matchup. Boys are looking to win their second straight state title while the girls are looking to dethrone McIntosh, hopefully, to win their first. It's definitely something it's definitely something we see. Like this is once again special group of runners. They're they're talented. They are all talented. Stars Mill boys, they almost perf got a perfect score at the region. And That's considering insane. that Stars Mill, I mean, even though they did get perfect scored on by McIntosh, they aren't that far behind. They're only second. So and with all the competition that's going to be there, uh, Coach Rockwood at Bessemer, I was talking to her the, uh, the other day, anything's possible. So it's exciting to see. They're going to be running tomorrow. They're going to be running tomorrow. Tomorrow and the boys, they, the boys started at noon and then the girls follow at 1245. And I'm going a little bit into the girls team. I was talking with Coach Rock a little bit about um, this week's Player of the Week, Kelly Ross, which you can check out tomorrow, probablynews.org. You know, there, I've talked to her about the future, you know, with Haley and the rest of the girls. There's only two girls out of the top 12 that are graduating this year. Wow. So they're still top runners like Darby Olive, Valley Walker, Haley Ross, the amazing freshman. So it's it's a bright future for that young team. And even on this, even on this, even on the boys side, I think Zach in that top 12, I think there's only Zach Deerman and Seth Miller and, oh, and Matt Norton. Mm -hmm. But for the boys, then again, there's still a lot. There's a lot of people that's coming back. Joseph Mazzillo, the best around their team, is coming back. The second place, the second place in the region, Colt Nolvi, is coming back. Evan McConnell is a freshman. He's going to be running these next three years after this. We got some cool, we got some great runners to be watching. Yeah, we got a bright future coming for this cross country team. So, like I said, state tomorrow, Carrollton. Boys run at noon, girls at 1245. If you want to afford an occurrence to come down there and support your team, They'd really appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> off of that, I'm going to let Stackhouse take it over with some volleyball. So volleyball, they had a pretty good they had a pretty good run, but sadly it came to an end this past Tuesday. It was a very hard fought series, and if you were if you were there, it's it, it was very exciting. I don't really. It was kind of back and forth. Starsmo kind of had a rough game for game one. They came back game two, just rolled over them in game three, and then. Kind of had some trouble getting off the ground again in game four. And then game five was just back to back to back points. It was, it really came down the, to the last, it 
came down to who's going to play better. And it, that turned out being Mike, Mike Josh winning that set 15-13. And you mentioned that Stackhouse. You know, it was kind of the, the opposite that happened last year. You know, I was mm-hmm. with volleyball a lot last season in their state playoff run. <clears throat> it was the complete opposite. Whitewater jumped out to the quick, 2 nothing lead. And then the girls sort of rally and come back and win that match 3-2. to two. With this, it was sort of just back and forth, 1-1-2-2. One, one, two, two. And unfortunately, didn't come out in our favor. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. There were a lot of people there supporting the Panthers, and that and that that atmosphere helped make that game so much more special than if no one was there. True, like most of the time. And I actually – and I'm going to reiterate myself here. Those girls played their heart out. I don't care what anyone says. That was a heck of a series to watch. My coverage on that will probably be out within the next few days. Hopefully you can read that. Give that a read, prowlernews.org. And while – and while we're on that topic, I did talk to Coach Flowers after the end of that game. So here's what he had to say. So we kind of saw some highs and lows throughout the series. First, let's kind of talk about the highs. There were some times where the team was going on some really good hot streaks. Yep. How did you feel when the team was able to get those going? So the last part again, when How did you feel when the team was able to get those going? Well, it's playing like we are able to play. You know, it's frustrating when the times, because we, we do have a down point here there, obviously. We don't play perfect ball ball, but... You know, when we go three, four, five points in a row where we're not where we're supposed to be or, you know, missing shots we normally hit or, um, you know, missing a serve, you know, don't even get the serve in and they just get a point right away. You know, those are the times where you, it's, it's frustrating because you can't, it's like it starts snowballing and you can't stop that momentum. You know. So we tried a few times. I thought when we went up 2-1, I thought we had the momentum there. And, but they fought back good in the, in the third or fourth set. And um, you know, they fought back more than I thought they would in that first set. I thought we kind of had them at that point. But, you know, they fought hard, and then the last one, of course, was point to point all the way to the end. So, And then there were some times throughout the series, primarily in game one and game four, where it was like the team was struggling to get some stuff going. Um, how what, were, what was going in your mind when the, when the team was flat, was kind of flat like that? You know, that's the hardest part about coaching is because you can't get out there and do it for them. You know, you can't choose to play harder. You can't, you know, Flip a switch for their, you know, attitude or their effort or this one. You know, they all you can do is prepare them as best you can, and then you know they've got to execute. And I think I think we just played tentative. I don't think we played aggressively. I don't think we played to win. I think we were kind of playing not to lose, and, uh, and I think that hurt us because when, when we're not going after it, we're not playing hard the whole time, and we you know we make mistakes and you know, don't 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 play aggressive like we should. Finally, just like. Just general general thoughts about this series. What do you think? I mean, you know, it happened last year. It's the same thing. So last year was um, we got we went to their place in the final four. We're down two zero and came back and won in five and went to play Macintosh. Uh, this year they came here. You know, we're down two one and came back and won. Uh, now they're headed to play Macintosh. So you know, good thing is Fayette County has a lot of good volleyball. Um, I just we, wish we were the one that was still playing on Saturday. And finally, just kind of like general thoughts about the season. How do you feel now that this season's all said and done? I think it was a great year. I think that, um, you know, we ran a you know, state championship run last year, which was you know, great and kind of a first in a while for the program. Um, so being able to get to this, at least to this point again, is, is a great accomplishment. So I know it hurts now, and I know they don't like the result right now, but I think when they look back, especially the seniors, look back on their influence over the program the last three or four years, they've – you know, brought the program back up to the top again when it had struggled for a while. So, um, hurts now, but they'll 
It'll feel better later. He, it was tough, but you know what? They did have a great season, and I'm I'm happy of all the success we got to see from that volleyball team. And they have um, a couple seniors there that are going to play at the higher level. You got Tessalani, who's committed to Troy. Then also the other good, good ones, Kayla Sloan, Georgia Waller, Piper Diedrich. But besides those that are leaving, there's still a just like cross country. There's a young core that's still there. That's right. They got they got sophomore Nicole Smith, who's just been she's led she and and junior Luna Wan have led the team in kills, and to see them coming back, that means some good stuff for that offense. And they're they're tall, right there. Oh, they are Both tall. Of them are tall. <laughs> Both of them are like taller than me, and that's saying something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, congrats to the volleyball team, y'all. Y'all had a pretty good – y'all had a really good season. 33-13? Uh, yeah. I, I, I will take that any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm going to even jump it out to you even some more for some softball. Softball, uh, we had we had a pretty good year, but like so, but like volleyball, it's come to an end. We They went down to Locust Grove – or not, not Locust Grove, what am I saying? They went down to the state tournament in Columbus, Georgia – and they competed against Locust Grove first. Of course, brand new state champions. They lost two to one. I'm pretty sure that game was. Yeah, they lost two yeah. to one, and they were playing pretty. And who would become the later state champions? As you said, and then they lost to Carrollton after that, three to two. So there, there was kind of a quick one-two punch, and that ended the season. And after, and no matter what anyone says, like like volleyball. Great season for them. I think it was 27 wins, 8 losses. That's just unheard of, really. You know, it was a really good season for them. They're always the top in the region, but, you know, it always comes down to us and Whitewater. and It's just always entertaining. I would have loved to see a Stars Mill Whitewater state championship bout, but. Oh, and Whitewater didn't go any further than us. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. I talked to Coach Williamson after, after it was all said and done, and here's what he had to say. We just couldn't get any big hits, you know. When you get to get that far along, everybody's got a good pitcher, and, and um, I think we had a total of seven hits in two games, so it's, it's hard to score score many runs that way. Um, defensively, we didn't necessarily play too bad, and pitching we, we pitched pretty well, but um, just didn't seem like we could get the hits when we needed them. It was a, it was a good season. I mean, anytime you can make it to the, to the final eight, um, that's kind of one of the goals we set at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, we always just say, just, you know, get there, anything can happen. And um, it just didn't didn't happen this year the way we wanted it to. But uh, overall, it was, it was a good season. Um, you know, I think 27 wins, eight losses, um, beat some good teams, competed with, you know, competed with the, Locust Grove, three-time state champion, lost in extra innings to East Coweta, who was a two-time state champion. Um, you know, when, when we were when we were on top of our game, we could play with anybody in the state. So, just um, things didn't work out. You know, you, you got to have a little bit of luck and get a break here or there when you when you when you're when all the teams are that close in talent. And um, this year, we just. Uh, just fell a little bit short of uh, of getting to you know maybe a final four or a, uh, or a finals game. So he he agrees that it was a pretty good season, but he's still kind of bummed out. We didn't get they didn't get just a little further. And it's almost like we're, we're three for three here when it comes to futures for teams here at Stars Mill. Like they, just right. like here, there's 
so much young talent. Lily Backish, Joey Lester, Lauren Flanders, Sydney Blair. I just named four off the bat. There's probably a whole lot more that I can't think of off the top of my head. But. And sure, we are losing Paige Andrews, Reagan Turner, Kendall Robinson, Logan Herman, all great contributors to the team. Mm-hmm. But Miss, but our advisor, Mr. Spencer, was saying that the core that we got, that we got back, that's where a lot of the speed and the hitting is. Oh, yeah. And so, that's and that's what could help drive our team to get back in the state tournament next year. So don't, don't expect the softball team to die down next season. Be be prepared for more firepower to come there. So good job once again to softball for their good season. And Ben, take bring us to football. All righty, football. Last time we were last last episode, we talked about you know the big Griffin win, Connor Mark's fifty yard field goal, which was insane. That that Griffin win, everyone thought. We were gonna get killed. I, I remember even thought we were gonna get demolished. Griffin's Twitter page predicted the final score of that game to be forty to fourteen. Them and we completely shut them up, and it really just brought the momentum up for our team. Because after that, Whitewater came to town and we absolutely demolished them, forty-two to three. Everything was there. We were sort of a little mad, you know. We wanted to get back up there in the region rankings. It was just a dominant game from start to finish on both sides for us. And I talked to senior quarterback Hunter Lawson after that game, and here's what he had to say. So this was basically pure domination at y'all's hands tonight. How are you feeling about this win? I love it. I love beating them this bad. It's it's amazing. So offensively, it seems you were just right at them from the opening kickoff. What was y'all's game plan? Our game plan was to attack them and just run straight at them. We didn't. We thought our linemen could block their defense alignment, so that was the game plan, just run it right at them. And mainly on the offense, you know, Bonney had another game with three touchdowns. How'd you feel about his performance now? Bonney's running the ball so good right now. It, it makes my job so much easier when I can just turn around and hand it to a kid who scores almost three times a game. And it seems the same things happen defensively. You guys were just punching him in the mouth right from yes. the start. What was that defensive game plan going in there? Defensive game plan, I don't know. You'll have to ask them, but they, yeah. they came out and they, they showed up. I, that's what I love seeing. When you play offense and the, you get the defense to always stop them and you can always have the ball, it makes life so much easier. So now you guys got the team in green and white next week, McIntosh. What are you guys going to do to prepare for that game? Same game plan, I guess. Just run it right at them and uh, show them who really runs fake on it. So, yeah, you know, region play. We're one of the better teams in the region, of course. County-wise, you know, it's a little weak this year. Whitewater's sort of in a rebuilding year. Fayette County may have gotten two wins, but they still have a long way to go. If only we had Sandy Creek to give us some competition. No kidding. If only they were in our region. But then we came down to the – we made the short drive to the team in green for the Battle of the Bubble, McIntosh. And once again, it was no competition really. Um, (laughs) It was uh, 38 nothing or something like that. It was a shutout win. We've only allowed three points total from the last two games. and Sort of just the same way as the Whitewater game. You know, it was a dominant display. The running was there. Passing was there when we needed it. And the defense just really stepped up. We sacked their quarterback about five times. We only allowed 89 total yards from them. Fun fact. Uh, they The Panther defense only got eight interceptions last year. And they've crushed that mark already. Oh, yeah. The Panther secondary this year is... My, my hat's off to them. They've done an outstanding job. Cole Bishop, Nate Kearns, Jonathan Heigl. You know, that. my hat's off to you. You know, you've, you've put the passing game for any team on lockdown right now. And I talked to one of the main, 
one of our main running backs on the team, Kalen Sims, after that McIntosh win. Here's what he had to say. Hey, man, it's a good win. You know, we can't let it get to our head, though, because we got Riverdale coming up. Mm -hmm. We beat Riverdale. We pretty much clinched the region title. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you guys, just like Whitewater, sort of running them down their throats. How, what was that offensive game plan going into this? Um, we just – we had to come into this game, hitting them head on, hitting them hard, coming down here. We knew that if we executed how we needed to and everybody made a block and everybody was doing what they were supposed to, we would get the win, and that's what happened today. So y'all's defense really pressured their quarterback. I think I counted about, like, five sacks. How would you feel about that defensive show? Oh, man, defense stepped up today, I'm talking about. They got us the ball back. Good field position led to some pretty big scores. Helped the game get out of reach and got the running clock. Mm -hmm. So now, just like you said, you know, really big matchup against Riverdale in two weeks. What are you guys going to do to prepare for that? Uh, we're going back to practice this week. We got the ball week, so, you know, we will practice real hard, get, get good work in the weight room, make sure, you know, we remember that we still got a goal to win the region championship. So as long as we go out there, and do what we need to do to prepare. I'm pretty sure the coach is going to have a good plan installed. We just got to go execute it. So, yeah, the running attack is just outstanding, and we almost win games just because of that. You know, Kalen and Ben Bodney have combined for 16 touchdowns. Bodney leads the team with 12 of them. They're, they're a two-headed dragon. They are, exactly. It's hard to stop a one-two punch when you got Kalen's speed and Ben's power because mm. Ben will just run, run through people. He doesn't need speed. He, he'll just truck you. And Kalen, you know, if he'll juke you, and if you miss, he'll make you pay for it. But now we got another big matchup. We got Riverdale, and it's basically for the region championship. Mm -hmm. Riverdale's a tough team, and everyone's expecting us to lose to them, but didn't everyone expect us to lose to Griffin? <laughs> I mean, we joked about how uh, there's not a lot of competition in Fayette County, but outside of Fayette County – Outside region, of Fayette County, you know, the teams give us a run for our money, and they're – Generally competitive games, just look at the Griffin game. The Riverdale game is going to be no different. But, you know, our Stars Mo football team, we shock people. We're, we're, we're kind of known for that. It is the biggest game of the year, yes. It is the hugest game of if the year. If we get this region championship, our, our seniors will get their fourth consecutive championship for the first time in school history. Which has never been done before. You know, it's, it's, it's a huge deal for them. You know, they're going to come out fighting. So that game on Saturday, not Friday, so don't go – down the Riverdale on Friday, or no one will be there. <laughs> Saturday, 7 p.m., be there, watch us win the region championship. So, yeah, and um, that's fall sports for you. We got some winter sports just starting to gain some momentum. No games yet, some basketball. Basketball is starting to get ready. I went to a media day earlier this month, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little pod I'm gonna have a little podcast that you guys can give a listen to next week about this team. Because it's very two, very two diverging paths for the boys. The coach is gone. Their leading scorer is gone. Really, their the boys whole boys lineup is gone because they were all seniors. And the junior that was going to come back isn't here. So it's kind of starting anew. And it's their third. It is their third head coach in three years. Yeah, it's um, new coach Josh Reeves. You know, I'm expecting a lot out of them. You know, I, I feel they're still going to fight because that's where our basketball team really does. I'm excited for the basketball season and the girls. You know. The girls are kind of just doing doing what they always do. They're they're they've always been a great program. They've always been steadily improving, and they made they made state. They made second round of state. They did make second round of state, I believe, last year before losing. Good. You know, and um, 
you know, when Coach Sweeney took over that program, you know, from Coach Ratliff when he went up to athletic director, you know, she's made some some great changes, and that's allowed them for success. Mainly, of course, now our school's leading scorer in Alisanne Hudson. I'm expecting another great season out of her, along with Brian King, Jacqueline Hester, Ashton Lally, a couple others, you know. You know, that girls' team is still going to run the table in this region. It's going to be exciting to watch. I'm pretty sure they start – girls start November 9th. Girls, I believe they start November 9th, which and is then, coming up fast. And the boys start November 14th, so get ready to watch your – Get ready for some basketball. And um, I'll give you some some swimming talk since you're looking at a swimmer right here. You know, we're, start, we're starting some practice. Practice is going on. We're doing pretty good. You know, I, I may have said this last year when I talked to start, but, you know – Whatever we lose in seniors, we gain in just unbelievably fast freshmen. I mean, we've got people run swimming sub sub twenty five fifty freeze, which is just you know when freshmen you know the points accumulate, <clears throat> and it really helps us. So next week we're over at Kedron for our first meet of the season against Fayette County and Sandy Creek. It should be a win for us. I'll just spoiler alert, but. You know, we're looking for history again. We're looking to get our 20th straight county championship, and that's always what we – it's always our mindset going into the season. So so that that's our episode today. Stackhouse, anything else you want to add? I mean, again, we've seen some great stuff happen. Fall sports is wrapping up, so you know what? We've, had, we've seen some great stuff from then, and we're, we're continuing to see some great stuff from the remaining fall sports. Can't wait to see what football does. Can't wait to see cheer. Can't wait to see how cross country does. Can't wait to see how basketball and swimming do it at the start of winter sports season. All righty. So that's it for all. Be sure to be on the lookout for some Panther sports. So for myself and the amazing Daniel Stackhouse, thank you guys for listening. Go Panthers. Happy Halloween.